Yeah, we don't say you know what I'm saying. T dot says you don't know. We don't say hey that's the break. We say yo, so it go. We don't say you get one chance. We say you better rip the show before bottles stop flying and you running for the dough. That is Cardinal Official back in 2000. He released a song called Bacardi Slang. And you may not have heard it, but that rap song outlines the city's uh, local phrases as far as slang goes. And according to uh, a story I was reading in the Canadian press over the weekend, Toronto slang is on the rise due to growing pop culture uh, relevance. And of course, we can point to Drake. He didn't really create any of the words, but the six, come on, people now globally refer to Toronto as the sixth because of Drake. Raven Wilkinson is a communications professional. She did her thesis on uh, her thesis rather on Jamaican influence on Toronto slang. Hey Raven, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So is Toronto slang on the rise? Would you agree because of the growing pop culture relevance? Um, I would say that uh, Toronto slang is something that's been around for a very long time. Um, through different migration patterns uh, with a lot of early Jamaicans. When there's a lot of uh, people from one culture coming to a place, they're going to have a lot of influence, especially with language. So as a lot of Jamaican immigrants uh, from a long time ago, when um, the migration regulations were lifted in Canada, there's been a lot of Jamaican migration. And through that and that uh, integration with regular English and uh, through Jamaican Patois, that's kind of how the Toronto slang was uh, started growing and developing. Toronto, so it's not something that's on the rise. It's something that's been around for a long time. Toronto is extremely multicultural. What is it with the Jamaican culture that has led to, you know, their slang taking hold? Um, so I actually did a lot of interviews through my thesis and surveys, and a lot of, and being Jamaican myself, a lot of the. Um, responses with that Jamaican Patois is so expressive. It's an oral language. It's something that um, draws from the African slaves. So when African um, slaves were brought to uh, the Caribbean, um, their languages were also integrated with European languages. And that uh, way of speaking this kind of English that also would camouflage their plans and um, a lot of you know their communication from slave masters was how this patchwork came to be, and so it draws from this really oral, uh, expressive, vibrant language from Africa, from West Africa, coming to become Jamaican Patwa, and then now coming to Toronto. So it's that really contagious, vibrant language that uh, comes from Jamaica uh, and through these different colonial encounters that have made Toronto slang so cool to a lot of people, frankly. Give us some examples that we may have heard that we had no idea uh, came from Jamaica. Um, what's a good one? Or just some off the top of your head, because I think a lot of people are unaware of the slang that's going on. Yeah, so there there are some terms that come straight from Jamaica. So, like, if someone has ever said wagwan, that's, like, saying what's going on, what's that, um, that has been uh, straight uh, transported to Canada. A lot of people in Toronto will say that instead of saying hi. Um, but there are also terms that are a little bit different through this uh, transformation. Um, so different terms in Jamaica might be different in Toronto because of the way that they've been integrated into our speech in Toronto. Is it changing the way um, the masses speak? Like I know one of the one of the functions 
uh, or a very Canadian way to use uh, or phrase is in slang is a, you know, we'll say that at the end of a, a question or something, your, your statement. Do you agree with that, A, or, you know, yeah. it, are we still using that? Are we seeing a mixing of slangs here? Um, well, if you talk to someone from Toronto who speaks in Toronto slang, they might say A a little bit differently. So, yeah, A, like they'll say it in a different accent, kind yeah. of. So it's like, they're still saying A, but it's in a different, um, like, basically a different accent and in a different way and it's not necessarily from the Canadian way of talking but from this Jamaican influence and there is uh, people transform and change in the way they speak all the time um, it's cool that it's coming from this uh, from people of color from Jamaica um, and when uh, when there's videos about like oh do you know Canadian slang now it's like okay is it are we talking about like a double-double? Are we talking about A? Or are we talking about this really rich Toronto um, speech that has, it has, I mean, Drake has been, uh, has been increasing that awareness, but it is something that's been a lot around for a long time. So I definitely think that there is a lot of usage and a lot of people are speaking this way, but um, if you're not looking for it, you may not realize it's happening. Is there uh, a problem with people from different cultures adopting some of the words and phrases? Yeah, that came up a lot in my research. Um, I asked about cultural appropriation. Is it like how people feel about that? And I think uh, while some people were very strongly against the usage of Toronto slang by people who weren't of Jamaican origin, it does depend on where someone grew up. Like if they grew up in an area with a lot of Jamaicans and they're not Jamaican, there inevitably there's going to be some influence on the way that they speak if that's how the people around them speak but the main thing was that there needs to be an acknowledgement that Toronto slang is not just a fun thing to do when um, you want to sound cool or you want to show off in front of people it has this really deep-rooted history that comes from colonialism that comes from these dark pasts that um, when people speak it it's not because they're uneducated it's not because um, they're just young or you know they're just trying to prove something this now, is something that is you know based on a lot of history isn't one of the basic functions of slang though to make you feel like you're in in a crowd by knowing the phrases yeah yeah for sure and that's why um, as I said like if you grow up in that area if you are around people who speak that way that is a way to feel like you're a part of the community but it's the acknowledgement like it's not just something that started in Toronto that's the thing that a lot of people pointed out like if you're going to speak Toronto slang it's yeah. not something that is created in Toronto like a lot of people said that they would say something in a video or something and then someone would say oh you wouldn't know that that's from Toronto when there are Jamaicans who are the ones who you know have that language and have had that language for many many years way but, longer than in Toronto. And I, w I would think one of the interesting things, not only about language, but about slang, is the fact that it will continue to evolve and maybe slang even quicker and more so because if you're in this group that, you know, you're using slang as a function to demarcate your social boundaries or the group that you belong to and you find out other people are starting to use your words, you're going to migrate away from those words and use different terms. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to someone who grew up in Jamaica, and they were saying that, you know, the terms in Jamaica are uh, still years ahead. Like, there are things like ways that people in Jamaica speak now that haven't made their way to other places because, you know, 
there are changes in language all the time. There's changes in the way that people speak. Um, in Jamaica, it's not slang. It's like this unofficial language of Patois. But as people move to different places, especially to Toronto and um, areas in London, um, that's how it comes about and like gets integrated into these um, usually young people's speech. But as, as young people grow up, like who knows how that's going to be, you know, translated into our adult lives and like as we talk to our kids. So there's definitely a lot of transformation that can and will happen uh, just due to how language works and the hybridity of different um, cultures coming together and, you know, different neighborhood makeups. So. It's really exciting. It is. It's an interesting line of work you're in, and I'm sure you'll, you know, continue to be employed for a long time because, as we say, you know, the the English language and slang always in flux. Thank you so much, Raven. Thank you. I appreciate you joining us on the show. Raven Wilkinson is a communications professional, and she did her uh, thesis on Jamaican influence on Toronto slang. There's such a thing. I I don't know if you were aware of it. Like, beyond the six and T-dot, there is such a thing. Well, the thing is, you know, the... Growing up, uh, my dad's house is in Weston, around Jane and Lawrence, mm-hmm. and a kid who lived next door to me, pretty white kid, Scottish Italian kid, who spoke in a lot of patois, and I learned a lot from him. So much so that when you got the mayor Rob Ford in that video at the state state queen, I believe is the name of the restaurant. Yeah, he is uh, speaking patois, and a lot of people were saying, "I don't understand what he's saying." That was I me. knew a lot of it because of. You know, spending a lot of time around Jane and Lawrence at the time and understanding a lot of that slang. And now, if you go on to any of these sort of viral video social media feeds around the GTA, everyone's talking about waste utes and mans and stuff like that. That um, for a lot of people, it's a foreign language, but for young people in Toronto, that's just the way you talk. 